you know, if you're coming in just working all the time and you're not focusing on nutrition, you're going to see results in the fact of, you know, your lifts will go up, you know, you'll be able to complete more work. Um, but you might not have that aesthetic look that you were like hoping for, you know, you see your numbers getting better. Um, you know, your PRs are increasing. Uh, at the end of the day though, you, you still look relatively similar. All right, guys, welcome to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast, episode one. I'm sitting here with Nick, and today we are talking about how to be successful in CrossFit. So um, basically, we're just kind of compiling up all the tips uh, that we've kind of noticed over the years of coaching CrossFit, of um, the members that have seen a lot of success and the members that have kind of been doing CrossFit for a long time, and some things that, whether or not you're starting CrossFit today or have been doing CrossFit for five years, like some of these tips might be helpful for you to get the most out of your CrossFit membership. Um, so, Nick, what do you think, like right off the bat, is the number one thing that makes someone successful, uh, a successful CrossFit member, you know, through their journey, making progress? What's that like number one thing you think right off the bat? I would say the easiest thing that, or that, that you're seeing the most results with is, is consistency. Um, you find that the people that you see on a day to day basis in the gym are always the ones that are, are getting the PRs or, you know, seeing the physical results they're looking for. Um, it, it really just comes down to consistency of making it into the gym. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean like five days, six days a week. Right. I mean, it's just, it can be dependent on like where you're at in your journey and, and, and what you're looking to, to get out of it. Yeah, definitely. It just, it, it's more, you know, you're going to, you're going to see more results by coming in more. It's, it's part of it. But, um, from a consistency standpoint and, and just overall wellness, if, if that number of days you're coming in is three days a week, but you're hitting three days a week every week and haven't missed a week for, you know, six months, right. All of a sudden that compiles up. Yeah. Um, I, I, it is more beneficial to, to be in here, you know, five times a week, you're going to see more results than if you're in here three times a week, but that's not to mm -hmm. say that three times a week still isn't going to get you results. Right. And I think, um, to piggyback off that point, which I think I, I'd agree, I think number one, it's definitely consistency, but number two, I think is how, how you actually take the classes, the intensity you're bringing it. So it's one thing like, okay, cool. You come here six days a week, but half the time you're dogging it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're, you're not scaling properly or you're not putting that full effort in. I think that intensity piece goes mm -hmm. hand in hand with volume. Yeah. Um, so if you are coming five days a week, maybe assess and, you know, look at your numbers and look at the comments or just think about how do you, how do you feel off the end of each workout? And are you really giving your, your max effort? Cause I would rather have someone come in three days a week and give me everything they had versus mm -hmm. someone that comes in six and kind of just dogs it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very fair to say. And one thing that, you know, CrossFit always preaches is intensity and how that is kind of what, you know, makes this whole CrossFit methodology work, you know, adding intensity to these functional movements. Um, and that being said, you know, when, when you're looking at intensity from a, from a five days a week standpoint, um, you know, it, as long as for the majority of the classes you come into, you're hitting that at that, you know, 110% every time. If you come in and you still want to just move and, and use a day as an active recovery day, scaling intensity is, is just another scaling option that we can use. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, on that point too, do you find that, is there a point of diminishing returns in terms of volume? So 
we kind of say like, hey, more in this case of like three to five is better. Yeah. But at what point does it not get better? Do we actually get less fit the, the, yeah. the more we work out? Where do you well, think that line is? Well, you have to over time develop a capacity from, from just doing it more. Um, like the, you can't just all of a sudden jump in and be able to do three workouts a day. It just doesn't happen. And that's why that's why the method that we kind of preach at CrossFit Casco Bay is, is um quality over quantity so Mm -hmm. we want to hit the one workout that we're doing that day as with as much intensity as possible if you do that properly you're going to get the results that you want all of a sudden you know you're doing three workouts in a day and all of them are at 50 percent you know you're not getting any of the benefits that that we're looking for so you that's where people kind of get this misconception of oh well i'm doing more work i'm going to get fitter that's not necessarily the case. If you hit one workout that day and you're, you know, at the point where you gave it a maximum output where you're on the ground and you're like rolling all over the place, not knowing where the heck you are, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of, you know, you're, you want it, you want that intensity level. Whereas if two minutes after the workout, you're ready to go and do another workout, you didn't have the intensity that's going to get you the results that, you know, this training methodology uses. Right. And I think it's important to, um, to fully understand what the stimulus of the workout is supposed to be. Yes. And as coaches, that's our job to relay that to everybody. Um, but even still, I think it should be the responsibility of the athlete to figure out for them. Okay. So Nick tells me this workout needs to be five minutes. It needs to be fast. I need to be, you know, hitting hard on broken sets of this or only so many sets of that. And then being smart about the weights you choose and the scaling options you choose, because you're not going to be able to achieve any intensity if you're doing, uh, let's say Fran, cause that's the easiest example with 95 pounds and your max thruster is 115. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's important. Yes, definitely. Scaling, scaling appropriately is going to make, you know, make the stimulus, of the workout, correct across the board so when you when you look at a workout like Fran there's athletes in this you know this CrossFit you know community that are are pulling down two minute Fran times okay well if you're working out and doing Fran in nine minutes you're not getting the same stimulus as they are that's Mm -hmm. it's just I mean look at the like it's a whole extra you know seven minutes of work that that you're completing that they've been resting for um so you got to find something that's going to allow you to move with the quality and intensity that they're moving at and come closer to that time frame. Now, I'm not saying you're going to do, you know, a scale version in two minutes. That's still pretty crazy. But, yeah. you know, you start getting around that four or five minute mark and that's where you want to be at rather than creeping up to closer to 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing I think is really important is I get this comment a lot um, is people say say to me, yeah, you know, I did it in two minutes, but I didn't do the same weight as, as so-and-so. I didn't mm-hmm. do the same weight as Nick. I didn't do the same weight as you. And it's all relative. I think mm-hmm. we need to have an understanding that it's it's all about the stimulus that you are getting. It's not about the stimulus that necessarily is on the board. Yeah. Like, we have to set a standard. Like, there has to be something on the board as a weight or a scaling option, not to intimidate, but to set a standard and kind of set that ceiling for everyone else to understand what we're trying to get out of it. Yeah. So just because you're not moving the same weight or doing the same amount of reps as someone next to you, doesn't mean that you're hurting just as bad. Cause I yeah. guarantee they all, it all feels the yeah. same. Yeah. It's just relative to, to where you're at in your journey. Yeah. One, one thing I really liked, there's uh we have a member in the, the five fifteen class and she was kind of joking around with me kind of being like, Oh, well, you know, we just kind of scale appropriately to make sure that we can keep up with Caleb. 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you get it. That's that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like you look at an athlete that's in the class that is moving through it at an RX option and and, and going quickly or moving in, in the intensity that the coach described, you skill yourself appropriately so you're keeping up with them. Yeah. You know, that's that's a great way to she was she said it as a joke and I was like, No, th- that's exactly what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're looking at it correctly. Yeah, um, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think being patient, um, Regardless if you want a two-minute frantum or not, because just because we're doing CrossFit doesn't mean we all want to be doing everything RX, and that's not necessarily the goal. I actually feel like that's a, another misconception that people have is like we sh- we should all be working towards RX, which is somewhat true. But at the same time, like if my goal is just to be healthy, I don't necessarily need to do Fran at ninety-five pounds to be healthy. Yeah. I can do it at one fi- uh, fifty-five, not one fifty-five, at fifty-five pounds and do it in three and a half minutes and be unbelievably healthy. Um, so I think being patient with whatever goals you have, um, whatever, however long you think it's going to take, like double that. And that's probably where you're going to be. And for you to be in a good headspace with that is to shift your thinking of like, I'm going to be happy when versus like, I'm happy now. Mm -hmm. So no, you're not necessarily in like the place you want to be, but be happy with the process, have fun with the process. And I think that kind of is like the overarching theme of this whole podcast is like how to get the best experience out of your CrossFit membership and how to be successful in CrossFit, I think is having fun with the process. Cause that's all there is. You know, there's not a magical finish line of like you're fit now and like everything's better and everything feels good. Yeah, no, I definitely, I agree with that. That, um, the, the thing that I, that I see quite a bit with, um, with scaling appropriately is, is people are too worried about checking off that RX option. Like, Oh, I did this RX where, you know, yeah, you did it RX, but, or you, you move the RX weights. I would say that you may not have done it RX cause you know, quality of movement always comes first. If, if you're trying to do an overhead squat and, and the workout is programmed at an overhead squat at 95 pounds, but you didn't have one rep that passed below parallel, you know, range of motion is, is much more important than the actual weight that you're moving. So make sure that you're moving well through each of the repetitions and then you add the weight, then you add the intensity. Um, yep. the, the intensity that we talk about working out with, that comes after we make sure that we're moving well. Um, right. And and just because you start moving well doesn't mean all of a sudden, oh, I move well, now I can add the RX weight on. No, you move well, now let's slowly build you up to a weight that's appropriate for you. Yep. Um, just... Again, don't put the, what is it? Don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah. You know, take your time with it. And, you know, we're not trying to make it to the CrossFit Games next year. So it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, your your life in CrossFit journey is just, is just continuous. Yeah. And I think quality of movement is huge. And that is a big, the big point of a CrossFit membership is the fact that you're getting coached. And so if you're taking a class, especially when you're taking classes that are very large, seek out a coach. Like there's nothing wrong with you walking up to one of us in class and asking, Hey, can you watch like this next lift? Or like, Hey, can you tell me like right before the workout, am I getting to depth on my squat? We'd be more than happy to come over and, and, and give you something. You should always be trying to walk away from every class with something new. Like you learned something, you got better at something and the coaches do the best we can to try to provide that to everybody. But there's, there's nothing stopping you from going up to one of us and just kind of asking those questions. Yeah, no, I totally, I agree with that. It's, it's one of those things where people sometimes forget like, yeah, you're coming in and you're working out and we're, we're guiding you through these classes, but you know, we'll be coaching you on the way and we'll be giving you input and stuff, but 
you're paying for this. Don't have any issue with pulling us aside and be like, hey, can you just watch this rep? You know, mm-hmm. I want you to keep an eye on me this one. It's like, I'm going to be going around making sure, you know, everybody's getting you know, individual touches throughout a class, you know, that viewing of, of each repetition. However, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to, you know, express that you want a little bit of extra attention, you know, to make sure something might not be feeling quite right. And I might not see it during your lift, you know, um, so you know, really not being shy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be helpful. I mean, well, we, we can uh, we can make sure that we coach you to that degree and standard that uh, that you're expecting. Yeah. And I think not being shy too. it's hard and super intimidating. Like the the work itself and the class itself is intimidating. But being in a group class setting with people that have been doing it for a while, it's actually really hard, especially when you don't know anybody. You just met the coach like for your on ramp. And then now you're in a class of strangers. I think something that's huge is to kind of break that barrier and start trying to make friends and just Mm -hmm. start introducing yourself. Uh, again, I think that is also the responsibility of the coach and the current members to seek out those people. Like if you don't know them. So if you are a current member now, uh, maybe remember what it was like when you first started. And like, if you see someone you don't know, go say hi to them. And then if you are the person that's brand new, um, be proactive and just introducing yourself. You never know. Uh, you might meet someone that actually works at the hospital you work at, or Mm -hmm. your kids go to the same school and you might actually meet someone that becomes like a lifelong friend. And when you know people in the class, it creates this camaraderie and like and even a little bit of competition that's healthy and that and kind of goes back to that whole Caleb talk where it's like now you have three or four people that are all watching each other and regardless of what weights on their bars they're all trying to compete with one another um, in a safe and kind of fun way and I think that's important yeah that that intimidation that you bring it into of like you know meeting new people um, it's it's funny because it gets brought quite a bit even like the intimidation of the movements and everything and and working out in front of people um, that's, that's usually brought up quite a bit. And what I, I like to say to people with like, you know, going up and introducing yourself to new people or, you know, being intimidated about going and trying a new movement is everybody else feels the same exact way It's you know, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're shy to go say hi to you because they don't know you, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're intimidated about a certain movement as well. Or, you know, they're thinking that people are noticing what they're doing at the end of the day. Like, you know, you're all on the journey together and, and mm-hmm. also, most people are too worried about what's going on with them to yeah. be worried about, We're all what's worried about ourselves. We're worried about ourselves. So <laughs> you don't have to worry about, you know, people, people checking one out what you're doing. Cause yeah. they're too worried about what they're doing. They're afraid they're being, you know, making a fool of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's one of those things that's funny. Cause I'll, I, I get that a lot. And, you know, from experience of chatting with people, it, that goes, you know, it, it, it happens more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of covers a lot of, uh, how to be successful in the gym. But I think the other piece of the puzzle that even might be bigger than, than all that is what, what you do outside the gym. Um, and more specifically what you do in the kitchen. Um, I've seen a lot in the past of people doing CrossFit and they're hitting the workouts hard. They're doing everything we just said, like all the things we've just said, they're doing those to a T, but they're not necessarily seeing their fitness, get to where they want it to be or more specifically maybe like the aesthetic where they mm-hmm. want to be like their body comp isn't isn't coming at the pace they'd like or at all and i think those people that are doing everything around the gym might be missing that piece mm-hmm. outside the gym so what do you what do you think like in the kitchen or just outside of the gym should people be doing to get the most out of the program um nutrition i i used to be one of those guys that's like oh you know i'll just work out so much that i really don't ever have to think about what mm-hmm. i eat outrun it it's like yeah you know and uh, in my 
you know, being in you know, my earlier 20s, it's like, you know, you can kind of get away with a little bit. But then all of a sudden I started focusing on my nutrition um, and oh, wow, like <laughs> that. Why? Why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> exactly. um, you know, it, it makes a big difference. And then you see other athletes that that incorporate that nutrition into their into their routine. And and, you know, if you're coming in and just working all the time and you're not focusing on nutrition, you're going to see results in the fact of, you know, your lifts will go up, you mm-hmm. know, you'll be able to complete more work. Um, but you might not have that aesthetic look that you are like hoping for. You know, you see your numbers getting better. Um, you know, your PRs are increasing. Uh, at the end of the day, though, you, you still look relatively similar. Yeah. Um, Which is super frustrating because yeah. you're trying so hard and you're yeah. like, wait a minute. Like, I squat 100 pounds more. Like, why do I not? Yeah. Why don't I have like a six pack yet or it, whatever you're looking for? And it's one of those things where it's it's you get that in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, the kitchen is, is you know, where where those gains are made um, and where that, you know, that that look you're going for will be attained. Yeah. So. Um, it, it's, I would say it's almost even more important, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Absolutely. Um, and you could, you can get away with, you know, having a good body and not working out if you do the nutrition, mm-hmm. but you can't work out and not have the nutrition and have a good body. It's not really cool how it works, but you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah, unfortunately life sucks. You know, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we actually have a program here, but you can talk a little bit about that, but also, where do people start with yeah. the food? I, th- I think the, the first place to start is just, you know, just being conscious about what you eat. So um, m- my recommendation to new members is just, you know, eat whole foods. And what does that mean? You know, you know, stay away from refined carbohydrates and refined sugar. So, you know, breads and pastas and all that crap. Um, sugars, you know, like mm-hmm. unnatural sugars, you know, which isn't everything, yeah, which isn't <laughs> everything. So just don't eat stuff. You know, it, the easiest way where they, they kind of say is like eat the, like shop the outside of the grocery store, yep. you know, all the stuff that's not packaged. Skip the bakery. Skip the bakery. Because it's, yeah. that, isn't, <laughs> that is on I always outside. joke with yeah, that. Right? I'm like the first spot you go into, they put the bakery right yeah. there. So you could just skip the bakery. But other than that, you know, you know, meat, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, you know, yeah. you know, all in the correct quantities. Um, the, uh, the next step, you know, after you like, okay, I'm eat pretty good food is, is kind of understanding the quantities that you eat. Cause yep. at the end of the day, calories in versus calories out with the correct nutrients built in there is how you lose weight. That's number one. Yeah. Unfortunately you, you can't, you know, it's, it's just science. You can't, you know, if you're bringing in more calories than you're burning, you're not going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that would be where you start with next. And then building off of that, then you get, you know, you can have very specific, you know, talking about your macronutrients and how to, you know, optimize those for performance and, and, and so forth. You can dive down the rabbit hole so oh, far. Yeah. But and we'll have a, probably a whole podcast just yeah. on that. I actually yeah. think I want to grab Emily and, yeah. and knock that one out. But, um, yeah, to kind of wrap that, wrap this whole thing up, I think in a nutshell, um, pun intended, is food first, I think mm-hmm. is like, is that big as that big thing, that big piece and then just be consistent and then have fun with it. Yeah. Um, so if anyone like has any questions or wants to reach out to you specifically, or maybe if this is, this happens to be someone that's not a member of Cross Casco Bay, um, do you want to kind of lead them on the path or like, where can they contact? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if members have any questions about this stuff, I mean, you guys know, just, just, just hound us while you're in class, you know, yep. shoot us an email. We'd love to chat more. 
Um, if you're not from CrossFit Casco Bay and, and it's something like, oh, okay, the, the stuff that they're talking about isn't too crazy, you know, maybe I could try it out. Yeah. Um, feel free to reach out to us. You know, um, we have our email address is, is info at CrossFitCascoBay.com. Um, you can also go on our website. It's CrossFitCascoBay.com and explore kind of more of what we're about. Reach out to us. You know, our phone mm-hmm. number is 207-699-4080. Um, we'd love to chat. First class is free. So yep. you can kind of see that we aren't, you know, super crazy and come on in and, and see, oh, this makes some sense. It's infinitely scalable. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, but they gave me a workout and I feel, you know, just as fatigued as the guy that's been doing it for 10 years. So, um, yeah, we'd love to love to meet new faces that way. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Nick, for sitting down. And guys, uh, we'll try to get these out as much as we can. Hope you liked it. And uh, we'll see you at the gym. Have a good one, guys.